Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. I'm Bruce Singer, your host. And today, just want to tell you a bit about the podcast. Uh, it's always about valuable content, storytelling, hopefully, hopefully I get inspired, uh, really keeping it again, content based to make sure at the end of at the end of the podcast, you have some key takeaways and you, and you feel there was some value in the information you received. And we have great guests and today is no exception. And just a bit about myself. I'm the founder and CEO of Canada CFOs, which provides fractional and interim CFOs uh, focusing on the food space, the food ecosystem, the food value chain, agri-food, food tech. That is the focus we play in. And, uh, and the podcast is the same, same thing. And today's guest is, is, is no exception. Uh, thank you, John Cassidy. I'll explain about John Cassidy. He's, uh, he's amazing. Uh, all my guests are amazing. John's amazing on the podcast today. A bit about John. Uh, he's managing director of SVG Ventures. And he'll tell you more about SVG. Um, he's a former CEO of a fintech based in Europe. And over his leadership tenure, uh, they won the SME of the Year Award, which is awesome. And in Canada at SMG Ventures, under his leadership himself and the team, have invested in 17 Canadian companies. Again, their food, agri-food, food tech, uh, again, all across the food ecosystem and the food value chain. They're really making a dent to really uh, work with Canadian entrepreneurs. And thank you so much for doing that. And John, welcome to the podcast as our guest today. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So before we start, let's get into some of the, the, the some of the particular details. Uh, love to hear your story. Uh, yeah. telling by your accent. <laughs> There's a definitely <laughs> there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't born in Canada, which you could probably, uh, okay. which you could probably tell from the way I talk. But I, um, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, but I, but I live here now, and I'm very, very, very happy and awesome. very, very, uh, um, yeah, I love this country, um, awesome. and also the opportunity it serves in our sec- in in our in the sector that I'm operating in. But yeah, originally from Ireland, yep. um, uh, great upbringing, um, fairly kind of grew up in a, in an entrepreneurial environment um from from my parents and then um you know for any of your listeners that have ever been to ireland um you'd know by flying in there that uh agriculture is probably one of our biggest industries um and the food industry probably be very close to pretty much everyone in ireland but not only is it is it uh is it something that's close to our hearts it's also big business um you know i grew up um very close to an organization called kerry group um, which are one of the biggest food companies in the world. Um, so, and Ireland does produce many of them. Um, so kind of got a good understanding of, of the importance for food, but also food as a business. I think Ireland overperforms in many aspects in many different sectors. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's home to, to the European headquarters of every major tech company in the world. Um, and the environment that we have there is, is, is quite good, which means that people growing up there, particularly when I was growing up there, um, um we i would say we had it relatively easy um good access to education um good access to um employment um and yeah and good access to the world in terms of you know if you ever want to to leave ireland normally other countries in different areas um are quite accepting of you which we're very lucky for so i i um i spent some time in uh, working in london for a japanese multinational and then went to silicon valley for a number of years um, and then as you mentioned as part of the intro uh, Rene, a fintech company uh, for a number of years and worked on uh, um, building that company outside of Ireland to different locations across Europe and uh, um, 
then made the shift to to, to build out um, SVG's business in, in Canada, which I've been doing for the last um, touching on three years now. So um, yeah, we've been, we've invested in quite a few companies already, um, but we're looking at investing in, in a lot more. And I can talk a bit about about our approach there and what we're doing. Awesome, awesome. How did you, I'm just curious. How did you get the? How did you end up in Canada? Just a little yeah, side. I'm curious because you, you're in Silicon Valley. Yeah, because uh, it's kind of cold up here. <laughs> it's, it's it's for sure cold up here because I was in Ireland at the time, and then when uh, SVG CEO uh, was looking at expanding to their subsidiary approach, um, okay. I flew to, I flew to California to, to to meet with them and to understand their internationalization model, um, and also to make sure it was right fit for them and myself. And um, within that, I I landed in, in a couple of years ago, but it was January, so I was sitting in California at at, at our global headquarters. Um, discussing you know the internationalization approach, um, and then our CEO said, well, "Look, let's let's go to Calgary for, uh, for a few days." And I'd never actually been to Canada before, um, and I'd never even heard of Calgary. So um, I uh, and it was January, so I was like, "Oh, it's only a, a two and a half hour flight," and um, so I was like, "God, the climate must be somewhere similar if it's only two and a half hours." But I was very 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 wrong in that in that uh, in that approach. It was about minus forty two uh, when oh, we landed there. But what I do have to say is what it what it um what it lacked in weather at that time certainly made up for in the in in the in the, in the people and the opportunity awesome. that I saw in this awesome. particular sector. So awesome. to be honest with you, the decision um to lead the entity in Canada was was um that trip probably cemented everything and and then so, everything so let's forward. take it so let's take it forward Canada and mm-hmm. you know S yourself and SUG you invested in seventeen companies. Yeah, there's a reason. What there's a lot of talk today. What is what, from your perspective, what is going on with the current food system? Like what? Yeah. Um, that's, what? What? That's it, what your ta- your insights on? Yes. Yeah, that's a really good question, and I think that it's probably one of the key questions to to understand answers for because that's essentially what what we invest in. We've actually invest we invest in seventeen Canadian companies, but globally we've invested in over hundred. So, um, we're very active in the space from an investment perspective. But I think if you look at the food system overall. You've got things that are happening um, um, globally that impact it. And I'll go through some of the limitations it has. But if you look at, let's say, in, you know, by 2050, our population is going to be about, I think it's about maybe 9.7 billion people. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a substantial increase to what we are today. And then we're going to have to, to, to produce food on the same or likely less land to a growing population. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to innovate? And then compounded with all that, you've got, governments and corporations that are aiming toward net zero goals um some incredibly ambitious ones um that i don't personally believe can be achievable by some companies um but regardless they've said it and they have to achieve it um so compounded on that then as well is that you've got um over 50 percent of our population is either gen y or gen z um and then more and more people of that of that of those generation brackets really really care about where their food comes from and also the environmental impact of companies. And it also was one of their top climate and environment is one of their top concerns. So this is this is all kind of um, flourishing out, but it also impacts um, uh, the food system as well. So when you look at some of the, the limitations, I really break these down to, to four main limit, uh, limitations what we have. So one out of every three people suffers from mal- malnutrition, right? So that means about seven i think it's about like almost eight million people eight eight hundred million people are, are hungry in today's world and about two billion people don't have 
enough access to nutrient to the right nutrients in their food um, um, for, for, for proper health and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then compounded on that, um, you've got about 1.9 billion people that are overweight and 600 million people in the world of those 1.9 billion are obese, which means that there's things like health risks such as type 2 diabetes. And um, so there's a, definitely a, a, a real mix up in terms of um, human consumption and the access to food that some people have. Um, some have too much access and some have too little access. So there's a disruption there. And then the second, the second limitation would be your kind of what our food is made up of today. So it's quite rich in fat, sugar, salt, and meat, which means that that's kind of uh, impacting on, on, on our health. Um, agriculture as an industry contributes to about 24% of, of greenhouse gas emissions. So it's quite a, a pretty high percent, percentage for one industry. And then if you look, uh, we've, we don't have that much diversity in our food. So about 75% um, of, of the food we eat is made up of 12 plants and about five animal species. So we've, that's, not a lot, that's not the diversity we need. And then the third limitation um, is around waste. So one of the biggest challenges that, and some of the companies that we're looking at investing in are, are companies that are tackling food waste. We waste about a third of our food globally. So just to put that into context, the third of the um, would equate to about feeding 2 billion people. So we're going to increase by that population by about 2050. So if we just, if we tackle that problem alone, we'd be able to feed the people that, um, um, that we're going to increase, increase by in that time bracket. So food waste is, is a huge, huge problem. Um, and I would say, um, and many, you know, food waste can be, can be, um, it's done on the farm. It's, you know, then restaurants, we, everyone throws away food from a, from a household perspective. So anything that we can do to tackle some of that is, is, is an investable space. And then the, the final limitation um, um, that we look at is around our natural resources are under pressure, right? So 33% of soils are degraded. Biodiversity, biodiversity is threatened. Water is becoming more scarce. Um, and that's impacting the um and the environment. So those four limitations are critical in understanding um the the problems that that, that we encounter. So from everything from the production of food, the processing of food, the distribution and the consumption, we have to alter um each level of that of that of that chain in order to make some impactful changes in how we how we um change the food system overall. So I would say that's probably um a good wrap around understanding of of what we do and why we invest in this space okay so saying that so so companies looking today because a lot of the a lot of the like again it's we're talking about also investing and funding and investing in companies as mm-hmm. well. so yeah. you know a lot of companies today through my clientele they say well there there's just no money out there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goes, it's yeah. not happening uh <laughs> i'll just grind it out Wait yeah. till 2024. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that. Too. I, I I know mm-hmm. there's a challenge, but there's also. Yeah. I think there's also creates opportunity, for sure. Yeah. Look, and I think that's a good. It's a good observation. And just to put into perspective, right? So, um, the agricultural industry is about today. It's about a almost an eight trillion dollar industry. Oh, in, tw- in 25 years, it's going to be a 12 trillion dollar industry, and you can definitively say that because. You know, at the end of the day, people need to eat. That's how we that's how we live. So the so so we you can definitively say that the the industry is going to increase at um at that rate over over twenty five years. 
there aren't too many industries in the world that you can definitively say that about, um, which means from an investment perspective, it's, a, it's an extremely attractive space. Um, and then leading on from that, what I would say in response to um, that, that there's no money there, um, for sure, you know, 2023, potentially 2024 is going to be a difficult year to raise money yeah. um, as, as companies, which means that your, your company is going to have to, sh- have to like, you know, many, you know, for, for many years, profitability probably wasn't looked at um, at an earlier stage. I would say it now probably is um, as an investable area, but it just means that you're going to have to be um, um, better than other companies. But I think, look, there is money in Canada is, Tell you one thing, if I'm setting up, if I've ever set up a company, I've lived in the States, I've lived in, I've lived in different areas across Europe and, I, and I've now lived in Canada. There's only one country that I would set up a company uh, right now. And that's, and that's in Canada, you know, government overall, in my own personal opinion, are quite Ooh. good to early stage companies. Um, there's a lot of grant access, um, it, particularly in our sectors. And there's a lot of new funds in our space. Um, and you know, and there's a lot of agnostic funds that are starting to put more of a focus on on food and and ag. And what I would say is, is that if there is no, um, if you're feeling that there's not a lot of um, funding out there for for your business, I would say you got to look a little harder because there is right. So you've got you've got you've got other you've got companies that are that are focused on particular um, sectors, which is obviously great for companies that are in that sector. You've got you've got uh, funds that are focused on particular ethnic groups or gender or whatever it might be. So the opportunity um, and the availability of funding is, is quite, um, is quite large, I would say here, but also we're on the doorstep to one of the biggest markets in the world in the, in the United States. Um, and, and, and utilizing that I think is important as well. I think so. Also, you mentioned the Canadian, um, look at, look what we have in the natural resources, the water, the, yeah. the land, yeah, soil is another discussion. <laughs> yeah, so, soil, uh, soil is definitely another discussion, but I think. But certainly, different... we do in, in alternative proteins from what you know. Uh, would it be the mm-hmm. largest pea producer or something? Pea protein or lentil protein? One of them. Yeah, but even if but even yeah. if you look even look at the opportunity it has, you mentioned there on land space, right? So one area that we're seeing a lot more companies um, involved in at an earlier stage in Canada is around control environment agriculture. So things like vertical farming. So if you look at Canada as a country, it imports about 80% of, of its fresh fruit, which means that, um, and by the way, the, about 50% above of, of that 80% is, is from the United States where we import it from. So sure. if you look at the, the idea of, of vertical farming and being able to, to, to grow um, fresh leafy greens indoors, it not only tackles a, um, a food problem in this country from an import, import perspective, a supply a supply chain problem um but it also tackles an economic problem because of that you know canadians spend a lot more money on that produce than than, than americans do but actually what a lot of um what a lot of uh, uh technologies that we're seeing right now is utilization of existing buildings to be able to build out this technology so so it also tackles a, a real estate issue so you know for any of the um for your listeners that don't know about vertical farming it's mainly just it's quite simple actually it's a technique that involves growing crops um, uh, vertically in stack layers. And then it uses kind of LED lighting and precise climate control to grow plants um, in a kind of a, a control environment. And it has zero pesticides. Um, so it's so, so it's, uh, it's quite an attractive place to invest in. Interesting. So would it be possible, like in Toronto, a skyscraper? I'm just asking. A, yes. A skyscraper could be, a, a skyscraper one day or soon be turned into a vertical farm? 
Yes. Well, I'll like, give you, you know, an, in I'll, downtown Toronto or in the outskirts. That, I'll give you an I'll give you an example. Yeah. So we we work with an organization called Plenty in the United States. They're a unicorn um, vertical farm um, organization. Um, their latest facility was close to Compton in Los Angeles, uh, close to downtown LA. Um, so 100%, you're right in exactly what you're saying there. And I personally think that's going to be the future. Um, and to be honest, yeah, it kind of has well, to be. It has to be. Um, it so, has to be because, yeah. because it's when I would think it's got to be close to the, it's got to be close to the people, you know? For sure. Yeah. The action. And plus, where are we going to go? We got to go. I mean, you got to go up. And, yeah. Because uh, everybody, well, Canada's demographic. That's a whole, again. These are other. Canada's demographics. Everybody in Canada, everybody wants to be near the major towns, for major sure. Cities, and yeah, it's like that. It's not like yeah, that. yeah. Been, and it will, st- it will still be farming in a general sense in terms of where it's sure. going on right now. But this is going to be additive to what's currently going on. So it'll be, um, yeah, totally complementary. So but yeah, like but that, then if but if you like look at water, that, if you look, yeah. if you look at that overall as well, right? You've got. The opportunity and i think for, with vertical farming to you know to um produce at scale definitely going to be not not as it's going to be it's going to be difficult right but if you look at let's say um covid for example right we saw you know how supply chains were impacted you probably first look at toilet paper and what happened there right we all know um, <laughs> yeah. Q, Q, but if but like that can't happen food you know and that kind of and, and it did we saw many empty shelves over covid so if you look at vertical farming there are many, there's organizations, even in Canada, I know Sobeys are looking at this right now around, okay, well, how do we um, position ourselves near a facility where our stores are actually close to where this is operating? Exactly, um, exactly. Um, so it's, it's, to me, it's a complete and utter no-brainer. Um, and I think that that's where some of the, the, the larger retail chains will go down in the future. It's a major opportunity. It's a major shift, a major opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. this, has been, this has been so insightful. Thank you. And no before we end the podcast, is there anything else that you wanted to share with the audience? Perhaps I didn't. We didn't. I didn't bring up. That yeah, I mean, that you want to mention. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're um um you know we're a we're very purpose driven in what we're doing in terms of yeah we take companies through through programs accelerator programs we make investments we just closed. Uh, we did our first close of our of our seventy five million dollar fund. That fund is now in Canada, so our first oh. two funds were in the United States because of our momentum here. We've placed it here, um, and we'll be investing in in a lot more Canadian companies. Um, so definitely look us up, uh, tryagrifood.com. Um, get involved in our programming if you know if you know any companies that uh, might be interested in what we're doing. Please reach out, um, and then I would say look for any of your listeners that are involved in. In, in investing overall, you know, do think about this sure. industry as, 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 a, as a major opportunity um, because it is. And I'll be happy to talk or do follow up with anyone um, um, based on, based a huge, on this. It's a huge opportunity and it's it's under, there's a lot of potential. Let's put it that way. There's for sure. For sure. John, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No worries at all. Don't Thanks worry. for having me, Bruce. Thank you. And the links will be shown also in the podcast links and you'll be able to connect with John. And thank you so much. It's been awesome. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.